HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Museum of Food and Drink, sparking curiosity about food with exhibits you can eat. For more information, visit mofad.org. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. We are a member-supported, nonprofit food radio station. That means that every single thing we do, from broadcasting 35 weekly shows for free to bringing you exclusive content from sold-out food events across the country to offering scholarships to high school students, is only possible thanks to the support of our loyal members. And we want you to join the club. Become a member during our 2017 Summer Drive to get access to sweet swag and pledge your support to the world's only food radio station. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member now. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. What's up, Souther? Dude, it's been weeks. It's been a couple weeks, You've man. You've been globe-trotting. Well, dude, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I was Italy. It was great, man. Italy is fucking chill as shit. Yeah, they, um, they no, have no clocks. One's in a hurry. They have clocks, but they don't really they give don't a shit really about them. They don't use them, man. <laughs> but you know what? I brought you something. I see that. Yeah, I just put it right in front of you. I've never even heard of it. Galeado. Galliardo, bitter radical. Radicale. So it's radical bitter? Oh, it's radicale. Radicale. Use... All right. Yeah, I'm fluent in Italian. Now, after being there for three days? <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, man, it was a, it was a trip, man. Uh, I got to meet um, a lot of really amazing bartenders out there and see some like really cool cocktail bars and stuff. Like, like there's uh, Rasputin. I did a guest shift at a place called Locale. Um, got to meet at this place called Gili. Which has been around since 1733. So it's a new place. It's newish <laughs> in Florence. Uh, hot, hot on the scene. Yeah. Uh, Signore Luca, Luca Pici. Uh-huh. He's the guy who wrote the, 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 the book on Negronis. Oh, rad. On the Negroni cocktail and on Count Negroni. Amazing. And I, I, I bothered him pretty much every night and made him, and, you know, made him serve me the, the, <laughs> the, secrets, the secrets to the Negroni. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it was it was really cool, man. Really chill. How was uh, how was last week, man? It was great. Listen to the show. Sounded good. Yeah, man. Well, you were you were doing your guest shift at that time, right? Yeah, I was. 
Yeah, because you texted me. Actually, because I didn't know time. you weren't coming in until I got here. Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I got I got an email. I just don't pay attention to it. Similar to the clocks in Italy. Oh, exactly, man. Well, I brought you this bottle of uh, it's Galliato. It's their bitter radicale. I also have a bottle of their Fernet. Uh, they are really cool people. They uh, they partnered with us in Brooklyn Gin uh, oh. to do some cocktail in out in Florence, Italy. It was awesome, man. Can't wait to go back. Going back in January. Good for you. Gonna be amazing. And you're so stylish. You're in, you're in Vogue all the time. I got in Vogue, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, the Vogue, the magazine. You're actually in it. I know. I saw it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Prettiest man I ever saw. Dude, I was hiding behind a beard, <laughs> as I always do. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, in well, the studio today. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about there's people in here with us. Uh, <laughs> our guest today is Tanya Guffey uh, of Dram, formerly, because it just ended this past weekend, right? Yeah. Your time there. Seven and a half years. Whew. Welcome to the Damn, studio. Damn, that's, that's a long run, man. It's pretty long, I think, for... For our industry, anyway. Yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, and pretty long for a bar to exist and, pro, you know, prosper, which is very exciting. That, yeah. You know, it is, it's not closed by, by any means. It's doing great. So Yeah, you just decided to I just, jump ship. Right. Well, you Well, know. literally, because there's a boat above there the bar. There is a boat. <laughs> jump kayak. Jump kayak. Yeah. Uh, and then, kind of silently in the room, we got Charlie Parker in from Texas. And I still am going to butcher the name of your, your bar. What's the name of it again? It's Asanada Mexican Restaurant. Asanada. It means to dine, to eat. Yeah? Cool. And you just did a guest shift at Coup the other night. We I had did. a great time. Great time. Made some mezcal cocktails Fantastic. for charity. Absolutely. And then he just wanted to hang out and see the show. Cool, man. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. So we're going to talk to Tanya about your... Tanya, I've known you for a really fucking long Fuck time. Fuck you, man. man. It's true. <laughs> I feel like I'm... I mean, yeah. I, it's kind of... As you get older... And this is your first time on the show. to realize how, how long you've known people for. But, yeah, we've definitely... I mean... I've known you since, like, 2008 or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's been 2000 a, long, and late. a long run. Um, yeah, and you've never invited me to your show. Whatever, so man. It's so cool. It's so cool. We're here now. So Just kidding. No, he hasn't... I mean, you have invited me. I feel like we've been... Drunkenly, what, fucked us? up on Fernet, no and there's definitely been talk of it. But we, you know, we're both so busy, so busy, so busy. So busy. Anyway, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah great super to have you, to have you on. So I've asked you to be on the show a few times. It just the, it finally worked out. My mom said you got to keep them waiting. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Don't give anything. My mom away. says Bye I have a face cow. for radio. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, she's right. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your Hands career <laughs> in this field. Um, Where'd you get started? Mm, okay. Well, so it, my when, <laughs> when I met you, you were doing like cocktail pop-ups at uh, Bushwick Country Club. Oh, well, Tom, was, I mean, that, that was Tom's that was Tom. Thing, yeah. That was Tom's thing. And he, you know, graciously let me come sling cinnamon syrup with him a couple of times. <laughs> um, but while I was doing that, I was still um, running a bar called Connor. I was managing um, the bar there. With uh, Frankie, Frankie cocktails. Frankie cocktails. Um, who? Was, By the way, just to clear the air, like, every, like a lot of people are like, why the fuck do you get to be called Frankie cocktails? The reason why he's called Frankie cocktails. He gave himself that nickname. No, just kidding. no, it's not. He didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hired him at no. Prime Meats way back in the day. He's one of the first hires, and it's owned by the Franks, <laughs> who owned Frankie's Puccino. There were too There's many. Two Franks. different Franks, and they were like, you can't hire this guy. Because his name's Frank. His name's Frank. There's, there's too many Franks. And they're like, well, let's call him Frankie Mustache. I was like, that sounds so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's appropriate. I, it, it was actually, 
in hindsight, like probably not. Really it was probably less douchey than Frankie like, cocktails. Right? Call them Frankie cocktails, and so we're cocky Frank tails. This would be appropriate, but it's not. Oh, we love him. We love him, dearly. But you guys are all like singing drinks at uh, Bushwick Country Club. Making like, how many fucking picklebacks did you make? I mean, my relationship I mean, you guys cocktails, but to Bushwick like, Country Club. Home it's of the pickle, like the home of the <laughs> original pickleback. Yeah. The home. Thanks, Reggie. Um, I've technically <laughs> only been a bar employee there for like f- like four and a half years, so not really that long. I'm not near the senior uh, level there yet. Um, working on it. But, I like how you um, said yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kill the rest of them. So. I'll be. <laughs> So you, um, you climb the ladder, yeah. To the BCC. But I, you, know, ca- you know, counter. I would say for if I was attributing um, my first kind of delve into actual cocktails would have been Counter, um, which was an organic bar that existed um, in the East Village um, that's no longer there uh, on Second Avenue between Sixth and Seventh. Um, I'll mostly credit Tile Bar on that corner um, for having chartreuse for six dollars. Seven now, like a three and a half ounce. Pour. It's still, still, it's, it's still three still, and a half ounces, but it's anybody. seven bucks. Uh, it's, but it's seven dollars now, um, f- for inspiration. Um, but Sound I started, time, uh, yeah. like most people, start in a in a chain restaurant um, at eighteen. I started bartending at PF Chang's. Before that, I had been a, a lounge server. It was called, which is basically a, a bartender without any of the glory <laughs> or the tips. Or the tips. Or oh, the nice. tips, mostly. Um, and legally, I don't think you can tend bar until you're 18 in Florida. So, sure. Um, never, never tasted, never tasted a drink yeah. before then. Never. There were, she, it's a radio, Tommy. <laughs> they can't see you doing the air quotes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's true. These I'll guys in the dining room might be able to see. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of my my start, and then um, I started working in clubs, nightclubs, and. Um, dive bars in Orlando and then I moved here and couldn't get a job because you need New York City experience. So you did what we all bars. do. You lied. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Right. I waited because I didn't know you could lie. And then, you know, after like eight, <laughs> somehow you don't need experience to like be a general manager of like a restaurant, which is what I did when I first got here. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> like I was the worst manager probably ever. Um, Oh, I remember I had to like make one of the cooks make. I just, I didn't know what to do. There was like a, there was like a mouse that had to be like drowned and it was like a terrible thing. (laughs) I'll like never be in management again because it was like, that was very scarring on that. Um, but, uh, welcome to New York. He was like 30 years older than me and I had to like tell him to go drown this mouse. It was awful. It was like, drown the mouse. (laughs) Drown the mouse. That was such a main way. It was the main way to get it. Yeah, it was, it was, it reminded me of like Charlie and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) It was, it was so Charlie. (laughs) It was like bat. Yeah. uh, His His rat stick. His rat stick. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I wish it was as fun as patties, but, uh, so that I, I left pretty quickly, um, which is so weird because I ran into a guy recently at the bar that I'm working at now, um, from, that was one of my employees and I ran into him like two days ago and it like caught me completely off guard. Um, Did he remember you? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He was like, you made me drown a rat. <laughs> oh my God. It wasn't him. He was, I can't, I'm like, he was white. No. So different dude. It's a different guy. Um, anyway, uh, where, uh, yes. So. Drowning rats. <laughs> drowning rats. Um, 
yeah, so anyway, I left the management world and went back to bartending. I started working at a um, hotel bar for a little bit. Um, and then I decided that I didn't have to commute that far if I just lied on my resume and said I had a ton of experience. And uh, I started working at bars in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, some, some notable dives um, there. And uh, then Counter came in about 2007. And you had a lot of freedom there. You got to do some cool stuff, right? Because, counter- because it was co- sort of cutting edge organic at that time. Counter was crazy because so it was a vegetarian wine bar focused on biodynamic um, and organic wine, but also spread into the spirits. So she wanted to have an all organic um, beverage program. This uh, was a woman named Deborah. She was very cool. Um, I'm sure she still is. Um, but she she just had a lot of like really cool forward thinking ideas that maybe at the time were kind of outrageous because who's going to you know buy a bottle of DRC you know Domaine de la Romani Conti to pair it with you know like a tofu steak but it, it was ambitious nowadays well, I think right. that's forward like, thinking at course, that time but yeah. now sort of normal yeah um, but this meant you kind of had to like whip up some stuff of your own right. Yeah, so back in the day, you know, organic was a pretty new in the world of spirits. Um, there were a few companies that were making stuff um, that were getting the certification, and so we kind of used those as a base. Like Rain Vodka was a, a huge one, and that was like the base for everything. Like I made triple sec with it. We made, you know, try, <laughs> try to make some our version of chartreuse with it. Um, you know, anything that we couldn't kind of like infuse juniper berries in, into it because there wasn't an organic gin that we could find or, you know, we had, I think, juniper, uh, juniper harvest, it was called. Like some of the products that were organic were horrible. Not, not great. Uh, they weren't great. Um, but so we kind of still had to work within those confines. So it was a little bit difficult, but also like I feel like when you, you know, have like boundaries, you can be more creative. Um, so, yeah, I was making, 100% making a lot agree, of stuff. 100% by the way. Um yeah, you kind of need them. You know, it kind of makes you, forces you to think about things in a different way. Um, so that was a very cool um, experience for me. And I, I got to really dive into the, you know, the whole principles behind organics and, and biodynamics. Um, and I liked a lot of aspects of it. And in reality, it doesn't, it doesn't work for a small companies. You know, to get certification, people don't really care. It's kind of a waste of the 20 right. grand or whatever. Exactly. It it's a waste of, it's of funding. Um, it should yeah. be the other way around. It should be the other way around. Yeah, like you know, exactly. yeah. And, you know, things like not carrying something like, uh, you know, a mezcal that's been being made for the same, you know, the same way for fucking thousands of years. Like, that's as organic as it's going to get. And right. <laughs> because they don't give a shit or have the money to pay to you know, the USDA to certify them, you know. So, you know, that kind of. At some point, I kind of had to part ways with that program. Um, but while I was there, I, I was lucky enough to go to the Bar 5 Day, which Souther thinks is the meal ticket. I said golden. Golden ticket. <laughs> golden ticket. Yeah. I think every everyone who goes through that program comes out the other side smelling like a rose. You know what it is? That program is grueling and brutal no matter how much you know or think you know. And it's very humbling to realize in an industry like this that there's still shit that you don't know and that other people can teach you. I think that's that's what keeps me going in this industry. Yeah. yeah. Constantly learning. I think like you constantly need it. Constantly learning. Like, and I want to be humbled. Yeah, man. 
I want to as well. I just can't afford to go get humbled by those guys. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> well, you I know, mean, I can afford it. I can't also afford taking the week off. Like it's a right. fucking expense, man. Look at at the time. This is two thousand and eight. Like back back then, you They've couldn't do doing. the in, the shit yourself. Now you can do it if you are motivated. You can find out all this information on your own, which. We didn't. It, this shit wasn't on Wikipedia. You couldn't just go look up what's Campari. Like, yeah, but that's, but at the same time, it's 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 different because like the like learning it on your own, like reading a book or checking it out online. It's like that's way different. Like you can do the same thing with bartending. Yeah, you know? yes, but the yes, thing is, but, it's better to learn yes. from another human being, right? Or a well, group experience. Of human you know, yeah. obviously, yeah, of course, or a group of people because people. We'll give you different facets and things and, and teach you to kind of think about things in whole, whole other ways. And like tasting, we were doing blind tastings and like throwing, you know, profile notes out like in my bar class was very cool because, you know, the way that I talked about spirits was the way that I learned to talk about wine, which is like thinking, you know, close your eyes, think of something that you relate to when you taste it and then figure out why you relate to that specific thing for me, like smell and taste has a lot of like memory. Obviously I think for everybody brings back a lot of memory. So I kind of use that when I kind of do my uh, tasting notes of course. and, and hearing like other people's things and the way that like group mentality works, because the second you say like erasers, people, everybody's like erase. Yeah. It's like an eraser. This definitely smells like an eraser. You're like, you know, or like this tastes like, Bones like dinosaur minerals, and you're like, you don't what the fuck, huh? It, it does though, like, kind of does taste like what I think right. a pterodactyl bone would taste it's like. It's like licking a river rock <laughs> or whatever. You're like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, we used to do this thing, and uh, I used to work at this place called Linnell's in Red Hook, and I remember. Oh yeah, man, I knew you then. <laughs> so um, we, with my really good friends, I'm still. Very good friends with them. In, in a way, like, in the same way that so you were talking about, like, the, the five-day. It's like you make these connections and friends yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, last forever. Ian Wolf and Amanda Womack. Amanda Womack works for Anchor Distilling mm-hmm. uh, nowadays. And Ian is, uh, he's quite the troubadour. He, uh, he's a writer. What was really cool was, like, <laughs> just, like, some days at the at the, uh, the wine and spirit shop at Linnell's, we would come up with a just a random descriptor for like a flavor or 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 scent for like just a random descriptor for like a wine that we're displaying that day. And sometimes it'd be like, yeah, it's kinda like you know, swirl the glass and you're like it's kinda like it's kind of haunted. It's kinda <laughs> ghostly, right? <laughs> but like see if you can get people to go yeah. down the road with you. And dude, but the thing is like it came from a, an actual place where, like, damn, this, this shit. There are, like, fucking ghosts in this bottle, man. <laughs> like, you know, but, There's spirits but, in here. But you, you actually, like, yeah. believe it. And then you're like, fuck, man. Let's see if anyone else thinks that, too. And, like, man, this one this one seems kind of, like, disgruntled. Like, <laughs> it's like we popped this bottle open before it was ready to, like, to be. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, like, but, I, you know, the, I, I, I really. Disgruntled. Disgruntled. I love that. You disturbed it. One, yeah. the, the one that broke, uh, where someone finally was like, you guys are full of shit, is I, I said fashion. I said fashion forward. No. This wine. It's like fashion very fashion forward. forward. And oh. they're like, bullshit. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, like. Hey, but, they called your bullshit. That never happens. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, when you're talking in a group setting, like, 
And, and if you're the authority. There's a vocabulary that you might not have <laughs> oh, right, until absolutely. you hear it exactly. right. from someone else. Oh, God. There are tasting notes that I heard from people there that, like, I, you know, I love. And I still, like, they still come to me and I'm, like, so thankful. I'm like, Bazooka Joe. Like, who, who would have known? But Chairman's Spice tastes exactly like that. Like, yeah. smells exactly like it. And it's confection sugar and that, like, dustiness. And, like, you get, you know, you kind of get how they got there. But it's, like, genius. And I don't know who, who said that note. Maybe it was me. But sure. I'm going I'm to take credit for it. But, you know, things like that. Um, so so you, that was that was a. So you got to go through bar five. So day. I, got to, I got to go through bar five oh. day, um, which was which was awesome. You know, and, and from working at an organic bar at the time, I I hadn't really been around r- real bottles of liquor in a while. Like, right. uh, you know, normal things. So there was I was actually pretty bad. I think I failed my practical um, my practical test, um, because I, I don't, I just didn't even know what like a Cointreau bottle looked like at the time. Like it, it had been, Oh, sure. So you said no like I, bottle recognition. I had no reference. And yeah. And I, I got the elder as my judge and he's, I was trying to crack jokes with him. Like I, there was another girl in the class and she, there was, I think really literally only one other girl in the class and she got, got Willie shine as her judge. And I was like so mad cause she was like, they were like touching our, they were like, Oh, like he was like joking with her it was great and i like was trying to talk to dale and i'm like so like how about them like, sour apple? and like, dale was and dale was disgruntled s- just stone <laughs> like face unmoving face just like and now you have two and a half minutes like <laughs> so like yeah, he's just done. like all right like i got a sandwich waiting over stuff, there yeah <laughs> so that was, you know, very, again, humbling, and, and I had a, some amazing people in my class with me, um, you know, the people that I have, Kento was in my class, um, Giuseppe was in my class, John Lemaire. Kento Goto, uh, Giuseppe Gonzalez, John yeah, Lemaire. John Lemaire. Amazing. Uh, Robert Cooper. Um, I think Robert Simonson was in my class, even. Wow. Like, there, yeah. was, there were some really, I mean, everybody's gone on to do really amazing things and, like, open up cool spots and so that's that's definitely like a connect i feel like a a cool connection that we all had and still have um you know running into them at tales the following year after my bar class when i like the first year i went i didn't know anybody to to going and having all these recognizable faces and kind of these pioneers in the industry was was definitely like what what year was that i'm sorry the the class i took was in 2008 so um I believe it was shortly after then was tales was shortly after that. So I went to, Amazing. so yeah. Um, so yeah, just, you know, get being in a crowded room at tales of the cocktail at a party that now crowded. When I say crowded, I'm talking like one hotel room because there were only like 400 people there. Yeah. <laughs> Not like now where there's what? 20,000. Something like that. Um, but it, it, being in a crowded room like that and having, you know, like Paul Picoult be like, Hey, there's the good taster. It was like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, everybody buy me drinks. Like, I'll tell you what they taste like. No. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, Mm. and then we'll come back and And drink some of that. And yeah, why not? And then we'll come back and talk more with Tony Guffey about what happened after Bar Five Day. Do it.
Hi, I'm Dave Arnold, the host of Cooking Issues on the Heritage Radio Network. We all know and love Chinese takeout dishes like General Tso's chicken and egg rolls. But here's the thing. Even though we call it Chinese food, it's not like the food you'd find in China. What's the story behind this cuisine, and how did it become so popular that you can find a Chinese-American restaurant in nearly every town in the country? The answers may surprise you. Visit the Museum of Food and Drink in Brooklyn and see our newest exhibition, Chow, Making the Chinese-American Restaurant. Chow engages visitors with compelling accounts of how Chinese immigrants overcame racism and created Chinese-American cuisine. Discover the science behind the flavors of your favorite takeout dishes, feast on rotating tastings developed by the country's most talented Chinese-American chefs, and try your hand at writing your own fortune, which will be baked into actual cookies by a 1,500-pound fortune cooking machine. What better way to learn, connect, and eat? You can visit Chow at the Museum of Food and Drink on Fridays through Sundays from noon to 6. Tickets and more information can be found at mofad.org. Hi, I'm Akiko Katayama, host of Japan Eats on Heritage Radio Network, where you can discover the latest topics and deepest knowledge of Japanese food culture with my crew guests. Tune in on Mondays at 3 p.m. to hear about topics like the science behind Japanese dashi, a rare conversation with a traditional sake brewer or sushi master, famously beautiful and obsessive Japanese coffee culture, secret recipes of ramen, how to make Japanese style pickles, and much, much more. Please support my show and all of Heritage Radio Network's programming. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Thank you so much. I hope to see you on Japan Eats. And we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. And we have Tiny Guffy in the studio today. And Charlie Parker, he's just being quiet. And Charlie, yeah, he's, he's Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Char- we call him Charlie Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Mar- old Maraschino Manhattan, Charlie oh, himself. Now he's out there for the world to know. It's, it's, a, well, it's not yet. You want it to he be made a game. Carol Gardens cocktail, but he forgot to put the Nar- the Nardini Nardin. Amaro in it. So while That's, we're off, uh, while we're off, listening to to our sponsors, uh, Charlie revealed that he made a Manhattan for Dale. For, for, it wasn't Bar Five Day though, because you're about uh, to take that, right? So it was for uh, the advanced class. In Austin. Bar, bar Advance or yeah, whatever it's called. Bar Smarts Advance, yeah. yeah. And you made Dale a, a Manhattan, but yeah. you fucking bombed it. Yeah, fucking bombed it. It was horrible. <laughs> by, by putting Mersky in there. But I'm telling you, everybody everybody fucks up. I mean, <laughs> And so now, in, back, back home in Texas, everybody colloquially yeah. calls you Charlie Manhattan. Charlie Manhattan, I can't get rid of it. Anywhere <laughs> in now, Austin buddy. or San Antonio, if I can't walk into a place and them not know that. <laughs> Charlie Manhattan. Now I guess it's the whole world, but that's all fuck right. Him, fuck him, man. Charlie, <laughs> Man. Charlie Manhattan, do you know Frankie Cocktail? <laughs> you guys should hang out. We go way back. <laughs> you guys are bros. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so, Tony, you, you finished five day. I did. I got out alive. And Barely. then what happened? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Well, and then, yeah, so then tales happened, and, and, you know, I met some people that were awesome. Um, I met Tom during my... Bar Five Day, Tom Chadwick, owner of Dram, currently. Tim Chadmire. Tim Chadmire. Uh, <laughs> Dadwick, as we Dadwick. lovingly refer to him. Because um, he corrals the Muppets and Misfits that have always been Dram. So I met him. Worms. The Worms. Ca- call them Worms with loving endearment. Um, so I met I met Tom there um, at Bar Five Day. He was sitting next to me. We were making margaritas. Um I think I was probably irritating him as, as usual, just be chatty. Um, 
And he kind of was like very, you know, like coy about things that he was doing. And I asked him where he was working, what he was doing. And he's like, I have like projects happening. Like, yeah. I'm like working on this thing in Brooklyn. It's like in Williamsburg. And like, oh. uh, he was running supper so clubs cool. out of the Dram so space cool. and, and a music <laughs> practice space, which is what Dram is attached to, the whole yeah. building. I've smoked yep. a lot of cigarettes in that back oh, hallway. Yeah. It's cigarettes. C- jazz cigarettes. Uh, you know, jazz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he was doing a lot of cool stuff, and he was he, um, he was working happy hour at the Bushwick Country Club and making cocktails there, which was crazy. that was amazing. I would go there. I, I lived not far from Bushwick Country Club at that time, and I would go there, and he would be literally loading in in crates with a doctor bag, everything, like everything. <laughs> he brought fucking glassware because Bushwick Country Club's got yeah. fucking shot glasses and yeah, we don't do glassware. That's, glass. that's all they got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he would have coupe glasses and Manhattan glasses, and he'd load in, and, he, and it was just for like three hours. It was for three hours on like a Tuesday. Like, yeah, every you know, that's what it was, Tuesdays. <laughs> it was awesome. But it was great. And, you know, it was cool because the neighborhood, you know, other than Huckleberry Bar, um, which I think was one of the first, Huckleberry and, uh, and the Richardson, I want to say, in our neighborhood, sure. were, were the kind of pioneers of anything cocktail or fresh juice yeah, even. Yeah, before Maison Premier. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, we were before, but Dram was before Maison, yeah. but, you know, Dram feels like it was pioneering stuff, but stuff did exist before, you know, there were seven and a half years at Dram, 2010 we opened, so. Right. Um, yeah, so he was doing, you know, he was doing a lot of stuff, he really was, and he was, you know, he, for some reason I somehow charmed him at the end of the Bar 5 Day to be my friend, and Loop me in on like what was going on, and and he ended up hiring me when Dram officially opened, um, with a cast of, you know, people that were way, way more talented than me, but like some of the best bartenders in New so, York at the So time. on that note, yeah, I mean, well, before you jump, I mean, yeah. we're coming up on Tales of the Cocktail again this year, but I recall when Dram opened, they were shortlisted for Best New Cocktail Bar, right? Yeah, we were up for yeah Best New Cocktail Bar. And um, it lost only we lost. to uh, we lost Black to Pearl, right? Uh, Australia? No, it was, it was, I want to say, it was, I don't even, I remember. Uh, Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. Matter. <laughs> it was called like Apothecary. You know, it wasn't. But whatever. That. It's like. It was something. You that, guys cracked right out of the gate and yeah. got some recognition yeah, for this tiny little amazing bar in, at that time, Dumpy Old Williamsburg, which is now like the fucking. Yeah, now. Apple Store. Right? Yeah. Whole Foods, <laughs> Whole Foods Apple, store. Apple Store. There was Apple none store. of that. Like, there was yeah. nothing on our. We were on South 4th Street. There was nothing on that block for no. a long time. When Pies and Thighs yeah, opened, we were like, rejoice, <laughs> there's somebody here with us. Like, yeah. right. there's no somewhere longer, to eat. Like, we're no longer oh my gosh. An island. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, Tom, and Tom had, has always had a lot of foresight and kind of been on the, the one of the cool kids. So, he, you know, he he was smart, and he enlisted a really great opening staff, um, and I think that really just created this awesome culture of this really talented bar staff that taught the barbacks, you know. Because that, you guys give a shit. The, yeah, we give and promote from within, and you know the the barbacking. You know, there was a fe- we had you know female lesbian barbacks on our staff. Like that's you know that's we were definitely like a very friendly to everything and everyone and that kind of wasn't happening girls weren't behind the bar that much definitely not in a barback capacity which was i think something that you know was really important to start happening and you know we had people like uh you know jason latrell who's teaching jeremy ortel was uh 
a bar back. Jeff Hazel was a bar back. You know, all, pretty much every bartender on know, our man. staff has been a bar back at one point. Yeah. And now, so many of those folks go on to crush. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're killing it, you know, and that's that's kind of a system that was put into play of like self-promotion, promoting your friend, you know, helping the younger generation or you know the newer generation to kind of understand how all of it works and and you know tom never has been like a a person who's garnered for press or anything like that so he really has always let everybody on his staff kind of shine and he's kind of stayed in the in the back i think a lot of people when you say dram wouldn't wouldn't know that you know you know who the owner is necessarily because he he very much has kind of been that person that's kind of pushed especially for my career, I think for my career, especially yeah. like when I took over the program there, which was, I guess, probably about four or five years or four and a half years ago. Um, he was like, go get it. Like do your thing, do the menu. I trust you. You know, he's, he's a, he's a really amazing dude. And it sounds like you, I know I just, you, so it was just my last you, shift you, and it, I don't want to like get teary or anything, but like, <laughs> I, you know, it, you know, like he's, he's always been that chill fucking dude. And yeah, man, yeah, and it's been great, and I wish him all the best in the future. I mean, like, the place is still going strong. Yeah, you know? it's awesome. Um, could you tell me, um, since you've been in this for, like, the last decade, for, like, some of our listeners out there, like, some of the newer bartenders or even shit, man, for us, because we're always learning, right, like we said before? Right. Um, what would be, like, give us, like, one, like, one do and one don't. Like, like. Like, or maybe a couple, <laughs> like, uh, that you've, like, realized? Um, I mean, I guess, you know, he, to me, like, humility is a big do. You know, don't act like you know everything. It's, don't ever be, you know, that person that can't just be quiet and learn and listen. Like, even if you know or think you know what you're talking about, like, somebody might have something that's important to tell you. So you should definitely listen to it. I. I think, too, like, I always, like, my kind of, like, mantra always is, like, I really, like, know your classics, like, know the backbone of cocktails to me. That's a huge part of it. I think I always say, like... Like, definitely know what's in a Manhattan. Like, definitely know. <laughs> don't, don't fucking drop the ball know. on a Manhattan for, um, for Dale to grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, in, I, I kind of compare bartending to cooking a lot in, in like... You know, don't try to sous vide an egg when you can't make a proper omelet. Like, know how to do the things that you're supposed to do before you start, like, infusing and sh- whatever, sh- fucking smoking shit. And, I'm well, smoking you know, shit. well, I, you know, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> it was, you know, the molecular stuff. It's, it's very cool, but, like, don't, you know, you can't, know, you can't, worked can't, it. Can't cook rice, can't yeah. carve ice. Like, if you can't do something basic, why are you doing something why are you extravagant? Doing, yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, don't be afraid to start at the bottom and kind of, you know, the only person you're cheating is yourself. If you're trying to scam your way ahead of, you know, uh, what, what you should learn. Like, well, I think that goes also, I mean, you've done, you've done some brand work as well. No. I mean like, well, like (laughs) events and stuff. I mean like, yes, we've done some stuff together (laughs) in the past, but like to me, it's like that, that is a testament to, a lot of new bartenders, they try to jump right into right into brand it. work. And I, it's like, I've dude, had... you don't know. First of all, if you can't fucking... Let's be honest here. Let's, 
We're in the trust tree here, man. We're in the speakeasy, man. We're, you know, we're speaking easy. Um, thing is, man, like a lot of like new bartenders jump into brand work and I'm it's just ridiculous. Being on, just being it's very ridiculous. honest, it's like don't know how to drink, and that unfortunately yeah. is a huge part of that job. And right. it's like, huge. And a lot of uh, a lot of youngsters like get into brand work. Immediately, and you it's know. Like, they're like, yeah, my job is to party all the time. <laughs> like, then they fucking crash and burn. Yeah, but I think that's something like. I mean, like, look, I've I've been in the industry for fifteen years. I've been tending bar, and I've never had a brand job. And that, that doesn't, uh, you know, but, mean that I'm not ready. To, you know, at some point I will probably. Because, but we also. Know, but, Probably have the most like we probably have the most swag of uh, Fernet tattoos. Of tattoo itch. Yeah. Yes. Look, unofficially, I work for a few brands that I love. <laughs> I unofficially drink a lot of things. Like, yeah. but you know, I think jumping into that is something that you know is if you haven't done costing, if you don't know how to price out a drink, if you don't have the capacity to self manage. Um, work a shift on a Sunday with tons of industry and not get hammered and can still do your numbers. Like these are things that you you need to like successfully exist as a brand person, I think. And or just as a bartender in general. Bar- yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I think this is a conversation that we've had with other guests on the show too. Really, yeah. what, we're, what we're kind of dancing around is the idea that no longer is bartending what you do to get through college. This is a career. You've been doing Absolutely. it for 15 years. I've yeah. been doing it for <laughs> that long as well. And you, you know, our, your body physically can't necessarily handle doing it for that much longer. I'm, I'm like, you know, after a five hour shift, my back is done. Like, right. And like, you know, re- recognition shift. of that. But you know what? I would love a five, a five hour, hour shift. shift. I know. Well, oh, I, I keep going. I'm just saying like five hours into it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'm like, get off your feet. But that's why like, hey, kids, if, you, if you're if you one year in, like keep going because you might never be able to do it again. Like, right. and there's, there's, there, there's a, absolutely like longevity in this in this, in this industry. industry, but like pay again, like work your way there. You like be smart when you're, yeah. about it. when you're, you know, our and age, it's fun. Obviously, it is fun. It's, it's great, you know. But like, you have to be responsible. If about. you're responsible, it's great, and it's a lot. Your longevity in this industry is a lot longer if you're smart about it. You know, you have your whole life to go work for a brand. Like, I mean, like we were talking about before, Del DeGraff. I mean, dude. He's got a good, the guy's, the guy's good not look. out partying every fucking night, you know. The guy's made a career out of doing what he does, and he's an inspiration and a mentor to all of us. And yeah. he's still going, you know. Yeah. Fucking First. Gary Regan. There's a fucking bar spoon made that, that with his finger. a mold of his finger. I was like, <laughs> how many buttholes is that finger mold going to go? It's probably not a lot. A lot. No, absolutely. How many minds are going to think about Wait, you say how many is it going to go into or how many has it? Has it already been into? Man, yeah. The real one or the yeah. mold? Anyway, so we're going to come out with a muddler next. <laughs> oh, hey, okay. At my 2008 Tales, I was touting. I was like, I'm going to find somebody to pick this up. Hot pink, sparkly, electric, buzzing, self-muddling muddler. It's just, it, it already muddler. exists. Yeah, muddler. Yeah, it's called a dildo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but I, I mean, it's genius, you know. Yeah, face I mean, on like, it. The guffy muddler. The perfect muddle. <laughs> yeah. Muddle's just the right amount. 
Well, this has been great. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're twisting <laughs> up But I think it's, I have a prototype. I think, it's, I think it's you know you you brought up Dale, and I just happened to see him the other day. He was at the USBG meeting on uh, Monday. Um, I talked to him about you, by the way, Charlie. At the shanty, uh, Charlie Manhattan. Um, <laughs> but he's got his. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just out of my sling. But he's got his hand all managed up because he's got carpal tunnel. He just had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. It went successfully. But he's, you know, what I mean, like this is just shit that happens in our field. Like, and we have to be prepared for and, and, and understand that we we're going a long way. We're not just again getting through college by slinging some beers somewhere. We're somewhat respectable community at this point. I want to keep us that way. Yeah. Well, you know, the yeah, thing once is, we get health insurance, then when we when our hips go out and our backs break huge. and our yeah. shoulders pop out, like you know, and we're out of work for weeks, and you know, luckily we have such a cool community that yeah, takes care of a lot of those people. You know, there are a lot of bars nowadays in New York City. They have a, a pool that they'll throw like you know a percentage of their tips every yep. every shift into like a pool that's like kind of like the security a slush blanket. Pond, yeah, yeah. But also, you know, like Brooklyn Gin has yoga that's free for the industry every Tuesday at one o'clock, you know, and like that kind of stuff. That's cool. I mean, like yeah. the thing is like, that's, that's kind of when you know that the industry has like reached a point where it's like, all right, this is a thing. This is not just like getting through school, whatever college. Um, it's a thing. It's and a, it can be getting thing. through college. Like, and there's totally bars for that. And I think yeah. we shouldn't discredit. No, not at all. The, you know, like not everybody needs to be like fucking Tony master mixologist or whatever. Like you can, yeah. you know, you can just bartend. Like you can just put, be super happy. Do like it's serve people, not drinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like exactly. there's, there's no shame. You know, like there's no shame. Like yeah, you know any what? Of it. Tiny, this has been really fucking awesome having you on the show today. Thank Overdue, you. by the way. Sorry, yeah. I talk so much. No, 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 no. It's a the, talk show. It's a talk show. <laughs> it's called the Speak Easy. That's how easy. we do it. It's easy um, to talk to you guys. Yeah, man. I, it's you know, outside of just like being really excited to have you on the show, it's been really nice to have you as a friend for in our lives. So long, man. It's been really cool. Well, let's, um, let, before you, it sounds like you're wrapping up. Before you wrap up, like, what's next? You left Dram. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I know. I did. So um, there's a few things I did. Um, I've been working on um, a project that's opening in the Standard um, East Village. Uh, I'm consulting on um, a bar menu for them. They it's going to be called Narc Bar. Um, we're opening. Slated for the 30th of June. Narc uh, bar? Narc, Narc bar. bar. Um, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, so it's happening in the, in the basically, I don't know if you've ever been there, but Narcissa is the restaurant mm-hmm. um, within the Standard oh, East. Narcissa. So Narc. Narcissa, oh, Narc. Um, so they cut a part out of uh, what was the Narcissa open kitchen, and they've turned it into this amazing, like, super open, airy, kind of looks like a you know, Key West drug den in a really like hot and sexy no. way. Um, so that's going to be, it. yeah, it's, it's pretty rad. It's basically um, right across the street from me too. And it's right. But yeah, exactly. It's like, I can see Koo. I, I spent a lot of time there, um, recently. Uh, but very super focused, a lot of fresh juice, very clean, despite the, uh, drug, inference name um (laughs) a little cheeky in that way um so that's opening um so i've been kind of busy with that and then um i'm just like gonna kind of leave leisure for a little bit oh my gosh you know just deserve it you're you're fucking you're a grinder 
Thanks. Um, it's weird. I've seen you behind bars. You are a grinder. Yeah. Uh, but also, you're getting married to Chef Jackson Stamper. Sure. I, um, I botched it last week. I, I called <laughs> him the sous him chef. I thought he was the sous chef. Wasn't he? He was, wasn't he? Was, wasn't he? I didn't realize yeah, he climbed the ladder. Now he has his own sous chef. It's crazy. All right, all right, Jackson. Um, He's in Panama. Down. I know. He's in Panama consulting on a project of himself. So, um, you know, he's in. He's beaching it up. Um, probably not. He's probably in the kitchen, right. uh, slaving away. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's I'm getting married in October. A little time to congratulations. Plan a wedding. You know, those things happen. Take that break. It's well-deserved. Thank you. So happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for Thanks having for me. coming. Uh, I'm going to give you the calendar like I always do at the end of the show. Next week, we've got Kyle and Rachel Ford from the Ford Marketing Lab. Um, the following week, last week I said it was going to be my team from Coup, but I don't think it is. Uh, we need to get together and talk, but I think it's going to be the team from Diamond Reef. What? Yeah. yeah. But we got to talk to them and see if they can make it out here. Um, maybe they'll bring us a pen of chilling. Um, <laughs> following week, looks like we got uh, uh, Chris Bidbeat and uh, Jamie. I never can remember Jamie's last name. Of Bolton and Watt. Um, they're going to come on and talk about the the things that, that in live. Well, if I, this is live radio, and you're just like, eh, well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, we'll see. <laughs> that's we'll that's see. proof that this is live radio. Yeah, I'm giving. You know, <laughs> sometimes the calendar changes, people. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm going to get out of here and go to Coup tonight. Porco Lounge is in town from Cleveland. Those guys kill it. Stefan Watts and his whole team are going to make You're tiki. You're wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt. They're going to make tiki drinks tonight at uh, at Coup for charity. I bought the, these guys don't know it. If they're listening to the show, I'm blowing the surprise. I bought them a bottle of 1972 Fernet Branca that's 90 proof. Uh, because it, it, get a load of this. They th- Their bar in Cleveland is the number one purchaser of... Fernet Branca in the Midwest region, they are not the number one seller. They drink so much Fernet Branca. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty. Because it's me and David. That's obvious. Yeah, because yeah. we work there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. And then just a random weird shout out. It's Don Heidemann, who is the secretary of USBG New York City. It's her birthday Woo! today. And she's working. But I just told her I'd tell her happy birthday on the Very air. cool. Anyway, that's all I got. What do you got? Yeah, man. Um, well, actually, for everyone in the Colorado area, um, this coming weekend is Stranahan Whiskey. They're doing uh, their Cassidy uh, Whiskey Fest over this weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be out there with a bunch of uh, other people from New York um, drinking whiskey. rambling man these days. Dude, whatever, Jesus. man. That's great. I love it. Fuck, fuck station, stationary hanging man. Like, <laughs> let's fucking let's hit the road, man. On the move. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be out there. Um, Definitely check it out. You can go to Stranahan's uh, website and check it out. Uh, the Cassidy weekend is going to be really fucking cool. Um, it's kind of based around uh, Denver. We're going to do some like horseback riding and whiskey drinking and hiking and just you know like whiskey stuff, man. Living like a cowboy. That's what I do, man. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Vogue cowboy. Uh, <laughs> all right. I guess that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, I want to say thanks again to Charlie uh, Charlie Manhattan for sitting in um, all the way up from Texas. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get uh, you, you on the gonna, actual microphone next ne- time. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to live this down. Never. Uh, I've, I've, next time, I've bring solidified that for you. Oh, <laughs> breakfast yeah. tacos from Cura's. Dude, I'll bring the best breakfast tacos. And some uh, mango margaritas from Wero's. And, to- and Topo Chico. And some Toto- Topo Chico. Some I thought y'all to- had that up here. No, no man. Dude, I got to hook up. I got to hook up. Right across the street from my bar, Grand Army, there's a spot 
that has Topo Chico? Not anymore. It's like it's <laughs> it's it's, it's underground it Topo Chico. So I know where I'm going. <laughs> it's like infiltrated. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, tune in to uh, Heritage Radio Network for hundreds of shows just like this one. Maybe thousands, thousands probably thousands, tens of thousands. Wow, the number gets hundreds higher. of thousands. Oh, man, millions, millions. It's a lot of shows. Uh, you can also go to our website and click on the beating heart and donate. Uh, keep our keep us on the air. This is a public uh, radio, so we need your money to stay on the air. Uh, and loved having you listen to us today. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. 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 So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The groove runs his groove in the rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you started. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.